Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am so thrilled that you are here with us this week. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. All right, guys, before we get into the show, I want to thank one of the sponsors for the Happy Hour today, and that is Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription based meal planning service. And if you're like me, planning meals takes a lot of work, and then trying to plan healthy meals takes a lot of work. And Prep Dish does that for you guys. They make some amazing meal plans for you. And actually, if you go to their blog this week, there's a green smoothie recipe for St. Patrick's Day. I highly recommend it. But here's what's going to happen when you're a member with Prep Dish. Every week, you're going to receive an email that contains a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. So then you're going to spend two to three hours of meal prep whenever you want, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, whatever works for you. And then you're going to have meals ready for the rest of the week. So like every day around 5 o'clock if you're like me and you start thinking, oh my gosh, what's for dinner? Prep Dish takes that from you. Let me tell you two meals that were in the email that I just got this week. Number one, potato and onion frittata with orange wedges. Hello, amazing. And then there's a mixed green salad with dried figs, walnuts, and goat cheese. Amazing. So Allison, who's the chef over there, she's offering you listeners of the happy hour a special rate of $4 for the first month. Guys, that's a dollar for a weekly meal plan. You cannot beat that. Visit prepdish.com slash happy hour to get started today. Again, that's prepdish.com slash happy hour. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 80, and you're in for a treat because today's guest is my friend, Jamie B. Golden. Jamie is a fellow podcaster. You've probably heard me talk about her show before called The Popcast, that she is a co-host on there with Knox McCoy, which Knox McCoy helps me with my show a lot by producing and editing. So Jamie's a fellow podcaster, and she's a pop culture expert, which I am nowhere near an expert in pop culture, and you're going to find that out in our conversation today. We talked about O.J. Simpson, The Bachelor, and what it means to be a naughty conservative. Jamie also talks about what it was like to quit her great job and proceed on faith alone. Guys, before we get to Jamie, I want to just ask you guys if you would do me a huge favor. I want to ask if you would rate and review the show on iTunes. Guys, listen to this. Last week, The Happy Hour was ranked number one overall in all faith-based podcasts. Guys, I've never hit that number before. Number one in all faith-based podcasts, and it was the top 40 overall. That's amazing, and that is in thanks to a large part to you guys for listening and spreading the word. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep spreading the word. Go to jamieivy.com slash iTunes, and after you make sure that you're already subscribed, give it a rating and leave the show a review. I want to mention a recent review that I loved reading. It said this from Nurse Nerd. She said, this podcast is one of the things I'm into. So here it is. She said, I love this so much and tell my friends and even strangers about this podcast. I've been exposed to such amazing yet regular women working in God's kingdom because of it. I listen when I walk or run and can be found crying and laughing all in the same workout. 
And that's from Nurse Nerd over on iTunes just from a couple days ago. Thank you so much for that review. Like, you guys have no idea what that means to the show. And it helps people find it. And it helps its ranking as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, guys, here is my conversation with Jamie. Okay, Jamie, welcome to the happy hour. Oh, my gosh. I'm so – I've been sitting here with a pink drink waiting to be invited to the happy hour. What kind of pink drink? You know, just the best kind of pink drink, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter what time we're recording this. Can I say what you texted me yesterday or whenever I texted you to see if you want to be on the show? Yes, please. You can. Y- you cracked me up. I said, do you want to be on the happy hour? And you're like, I've got whiskey in the closet and the Holy Spirit in my heart. <laughs> Listen, I, well, I had somebody recently say, I feel like you're a naughty conservative. Oh, I like that. And I'm like, I think that's a perfect description. I like that a lot. Right? Naughty yeah. conservative. That's my, that's my tagline. Naughty conservative, Jamie B. Golden. Jamie B. Golden. Do you like how I threw that in there? That was pretty good. That's all new to me. I like that it's a sentence. Jamie B. Golden. Jamie B. Golden. Like, it could be like kind of slang, like Jamie B. Golden. Like you're saying like a sentence. You're right. I know. I like that. And and maybe I'll live up to it occasionally. I think that you will. I think that you will. Okay, so we met Jamie Golden. We met, I don't know how long ago. A year? A, um, almost a year ago. Almost yeah. a year ago. And um, I've talked about you guys on my show way too many times. I really need to stop talking about y'all. I don't think it's no, fair. No, no, no. Don't get crazy. Um, <laughs> you are half of the podcast. I am half of the podcast. So the other half of the podcast is Knox McCoy, which I say his name every week on the show because he edits and helps me produce and he, yeah. he makes this happy hour work. Um, but y'all have the show called The Popcast, which I listen to every week and love it. Which is so sweet. Thank you. We enjoy doing it. So that's nice to hear that more than just our moms listen. A couple more people are listening to you guys. Don't yeah. worry. And so um, I always, you're also my friend. Let me also say this. I, yes. And you can be truthful if this annoys you. You're my friend that Aaron and I sit down to watch TV and we're like, what do we watch? And I'm like, I have no idea, but I'll just ask Jamie what we should watch. Like one <laughs> time I asked you what you we should watch and you asked me some of my favorite past shows and then you sent me like a document. Yes. Of things that I should watch. I know. I listen. Which I, I think like you should the, charge I, for that service. Like you, you can have a side job doing this, honestly. You're very kind because I, you know, there are people who have meaningful jobs. Like there are people <laughs> who are mothers and nurses and presidents. Like saving the world, right. Yeah. Like there are leaders of countries. I like to think that my, really like my spiritual gift other than teaching is like TV whispering. Like I really <laughs> feel like I might not even like the shows I'm recommending, but I can tell you like if you like the Americans, then you will like Orphan Black. Like I, so I really take, and I take it very seriously. Like, you know, because you're a foodie and you recommend restaurants in Austin all the time. Doesn't, doesn't that make you nervous to, because you're like, I know these are great, but I hope they have a great experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. So you, you're invested in that, those kind of recs. I'm invested in wrecking, recommending Netflix shows. I love it so much. Are you watching The People versus OJ Simpson? Oh my gosh. I watched it in real life, right? Like when I was, in college, I remember we stopped our class to watch the verdict. Oh, me too. I was in uh, my senior year of English. See, how funny is that? Yeah. And so now to get to see it back, I, th- I think it's a wonderful retelling. Like, I just think it's re- – I read an article with Marsha Clark who even said, although they do have some things that are not quite right, like I didn't cry in court or – I was wondering know. about these things. Like, how much of it is, is exactly accurate? Because my heart hurts for Marsha Clark. Oh my gosh. Right. And she says it's, she goes, at first it was painful and I was so nervous, but now she's given it all the kudos. She says, I'm in it till the end. I'm going to watch because Sarah Paulson 
I agree, is a revelation in playing her as Marsha Clark. But uh, there's a great Vulture every week, Vulture.com. They do a great recap with the LA Times court reporter that was assigned that case at the time. And he kind of recaps every episode and says, yes, this is really true. Johnny Cochran and Christopher Darden did not get along. And then, or no, that, you know, Detective uh, Furnham was not that big of a deal because they already knew he was going to be a hot mess from the preliminary. So it wasn't like a surprise how his testimony was going to go. So it's really interesting. But I, listen, Johnny Cochran... John Travolta and those eyebrows. I think Come he's on. doing such a great job in this. Such a good job. Um, <laughs> we're watching it the other day, and Aaron's like, "Is that Kardashian?" Like he, <sighs> I know don't know very much pop culture. Aaron knows even less than I do. Like <laughs> I don't know why we just I don't know these things. Um, I do know Kim Kardashian just put up a naked picture of herself. Yes, she did. Why? And, what, and then, what's what's happening with the world, well, Jamie? That we can put naked pictures of ourselves up on? Did it go on Twitter? It I mean, I haven't on, searched. I don't want to see it, but it was on Instagram, and she included the black bars. Oh, this it wasn't full on boobies. It wasn't because Instagram won't let you do that. Twitter will let you do that, but Instagram. Okay. I thought that was just the news channels putting that over it. Now she initially did, but now you could find it completely nude. And listen, she's been. I mean, her her spread in Paper Magazine last year was a complete nude. Like I've seen more of Kim Kardashian's body, again, than I've seen of my own. Like, and that's a true story. That's a true story. And But if you say anything about it, you're slut-shaming her. Don't slut-shame right. her. What is up with that? How come? I, know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't agree with that. I think, you know, rest rest on your talents. Listen, you created an empire. You're not without intelligence and without education and without smarts. Like, why do you keep going back to the same wheelhouse? And then she gets angry if you mention her sex tape. She gets really angry, and I'm like, girl, we're seeing your areolas. Like, this too is much. what's happening. It's too much. Oh, my gracious. I just can't – I don't know I don't know what world I would have to be in to think it would be okay. Well, first of all, nobody would want to see what I would be putting up, so there's that. <laughs> um, but still, crazy. Okay, O.J. Simpson, who's behind it? Who's producing this? Who is the mastermind? Do you know? It's Ryan Murphy is the showrunner, and Ryan Murphy is who brought us – well, he's brought us all the American Horror Stories. He brought us Glee. He brought us the movie okay. Eat, Pray, Love. Um, he and his producing partner, Brad Falchuk, who Brad Falchuk in real life dates Gwyneth Paltrow. So oh. just a little pop culture knowledge for you. Um, but they're bringing this to life, and it's under the banner of – it's because we call it the People versus O.J. Simpson, but it's under the manner of American Crime Story. So this is – the intent is that this is going to be a regular anthology – that we'll get another 10 episodes next year. It'll just be a different – it might be the Menendez brothers or mm. John Bonet, Ramsey yeah. or something like that. So, Okay, so good. See, do, do you, all of you listening, do you see how much knowledge Jamie just like <laughs> spews out? Like all those names you just said, I've never heard of one of them. And you knew what all the works <laughs> they've been on. Well, I'll tell you, our, our tagline – of yours? I mean, what's well, happening? no. I mean, it's a bad use of my – memory really like I should be memorizing important things like the book of Galatians um, or something like the entire book of Leviticus if right I could know the genealogy of Christ that would be great we have a dinner party at our house tonight can you tell me like three things that are happening in the world I need to know besides Kim Kardashian putting naked pictures up of herself oh wow okay like, what so could we what talk what could I throw out that they would be like Jamie you you're really up in in the world today not politics I'm talking like pop you're sure culture. you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about Donald Trump at your D- dinner party D- Trump no I'm out no, you're out. Um, let's see. That's a great question. So I am. Because I will bring up O.J. Simpson. 
Right, of the course. The people versus O.J. Simpson, because we're in that. We got that going on. You got that going on. Uh-huh. Um, this is, well, there is the, I mean, you could talk about Ghostbusters. There's a lot of controversy right now. I don't even know what you're talking about, like the old movie? The old movie that was 30 years ago is has been remade and comes out this year. And it is a remake by uh, Paul Feig. He is, uh, he's the guy who did Bridesmaids. Okay. He's the guy who did Freaks and Geeks on TV. He also did uh, Spy last year. He's all, often partners Spy, with Spy, I, I died laughing in that movie. The movie's so good. It that is one, of, one the, of the funniest. One of the five movies I saw last year was Spy. Oh, good. Well, it was a great movie. Yeah. So he did that. And so he brought in Melissa McCarthy. So now it's a female Ghostbusters. Oh. So it's an interesting take. And there's been a lot of controversy about it because people are angry that, it, A, it's being remade at all. B, that it's women. There's a lot of misogyny out there about it being women. But it's Melissa McCarthy, uh, Kristen Wiig. From oh it's going to be hilarious. The, yeah, Kate McKinnon from SNL and Leslie Jones from SNL, and so there's a lot of controversy because even in the the trailer released recently, and Leslie Jones' character, she's an African American actress. It was great that they said, "Oh, it's great that they're bringing in an African American," but her role is she's the only one that's not a scientist, and so there's a lot of controversy. Like, oh, and gosh. she said, yeah. "That's not controversial. Why are you? Why do you even care?" So you could talk about just go like, do we care? What about remakes? Like, you could talk about. Fuller House. Like, are we okay with reboots? You hate it. I hate it. Oh, I hate it. I hate it for sure. I think the people who watched Fuller House, even the ones who hated it, like, they loved it, but they know that it's bad TV. But they know. They just, they love the nostalgic of it. Like, yeah. oh, this is the people. They just like seeing DJ Tanner again. I liked but, when they made jabs at um the twins. Mary-Kate and yes, Ashley. Like, these kind of veiled... Like, we know that you're not here. Right. And that you didn't want to be here because you're multimillionaires. And right. we're all not multimillionaires. So we needed this gig. I, so- I, when, when the flu hit me, you know, everyone, I keep talking about it. But, you know, the, the flu thing took me down. I was going to, my thing was, I'm going to watch the whole Fuller House. Like, why not? It's all up on Netflix. I've got all the time in the world. And I watched three and that's all I made it through. It's, I watched the first episode and then said, I'm good. I'm set for life. Yeah. I don't have. I never have to see a full house again. A full house again. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. 
Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Okay, yeah. well, can I, I did want to talk to you about this because you're my person that I want to. And I have yet to talk about this on the happy hour this Ooh. year is that I've been watching The Bachelor. Uh, and as I all good people should be. Doing. I haven't watched since Sean. Sean oh, and wow. Catherine. So it's been you've, a while, huh? You've not missed anything. Um, Except for this truly. is the most dramatic rose ceremony coming up. And I believe oh it. You, right? How great is this season? Ben Higgins is a great bachelor. He loves Jesus. He's put the word of the Lord on his side. Like, I, what is it on his side? Is it Bible verses? It's pro- it's a passage from Proverbs. Of course. Yeah, it's like exactly where Jesus got uh, <laughs> sword in the side. It's beautiful. I love it. And he looks good. He looks good, right? But he took um, all the women to this fantasy suite. And I always, it always like pains me to know what, I don't need to know what went on in there. Obviously, it's none of my business. Right. But if someone's got the word of the Lord on their side and they are like saying, I'm a Christian, I always wonder, like, it's still none of my business. And people right. can do but what they like, want to do. What level naughty conservative are they? Right. Yeah, like I'm not maybe that level naughty conservative. No, yeah. Right. But he may be. And they, all those ladies may be. The reason this season is so dramatic for those of you who watch like Frontline instead, which by the way, I watch Frontline and The Bachelor. I'm a well, well well-rounded TV watcher. But the, he has said no, no Bachelor or Bachelorette has ever told a contestant that they were in love with them prior to the final final episode. And he has told two of the final contestants long before the final episode that he is in love with both of them. It's crazy. Like literally crazy. It's so sad because you see their little faces so confident because they're like, oh, well, he's in love with me. Yeah, I've got this. 
Which and they, then they should do not feel that way because that's not the norm for The Bachelor to be like, I yeah. love you. So this no. morning before we chatted, this is Friday morning we're talking, um, I watched the Women Tell All because I hadn't watched it this week. And I was like, well, this is like show prep. I have to do this. And so Aaron was downstairs doing stuff and they were, the women were fighting and they're like, I don't remember saying that, you know, whatever. And Aaron's like, I think they don't remember because it looks like they're always drunk. Like maybe that's why they can't remember what they're saying. Um, But I always love the Women Tell All because they all get back together and they've all watched it unfold and they are pissed. They're angry at I think they're really the angriest. Let's let's make this therapeutic. I think they're angriest at themselves. At themselves because they watched what they look like. Right. Because when they applied for the show, it was all like, I'll be different than the other 20 seasons. Of like, course. I'm not going to be the crazy one or whatever. And then what happens is they get on and they are the worst version of themselves. Maybe because of cocktails. Ed- or ed- maybe ed- not. And editing. Well, I mean, but still, and you editing, can't yes. edit. You can't. Can you edit crazy? Can you make someone crazy through edits? I think that you have to put crazy out there. I think you need there is a crazy foundation. There you like, go. There is a crazy foundation. And so what's fun is when they come back and they're all sitting next to each other and they're be- I mean they're gorgeous. These gorgeous. women are all gorgeous. What is so fun is that they all I think are sitting there thinking they're all still the crazy ones and I'm not. <laughs> it's and it's right. like you should not point that thing. Fi- let let kindergarten be your lesson here ladies. Don't point your finger and not notice the Three pointing back. That's right. That's right. So you're a single woman. Would you go on The Bachelor? I Listen, I actually did the application process almost as – it was a goof. Like I was really doing it as a goof. But I did the application process for the season of Sean, the last season uh-huh. you saw. I was like, well, if anyone deserves a rose, it's me and Sean, like together. Like we should be together. But – I didn't do anything past that. Like, I did get a follow-up email, and then I was like, this is bonkers. Why would I do this? What happened? This is crazy. I, I didn't even respond. I, like, delete – I almost I, – I probably shut down that email account and was like, no, no, no. I don't want any <laughs> any record of this. But I, I would not – only because it's hard now. I'm even starting now to even think about online dating, and the idea – that makes me super nervous. So and you've so never that, ventured out into online dating? I haven't. And I've had so many friends. I mean, I have friends who've been married more than five years who met their significant others. I mean, they met their husbands on eHarmony or Match.com or, I mean, I've been to so many weddings where, and they're very open. And it used to be, it used to be a secret, secret right? Yes. Like you're like, we met in a cooking class. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. You met online. But that used to be shady. Like, it like was you shady. met shady people online. You met shady people. But like, you and I were friends. We met online. We did. Like, that's how we initially met. And so now, and even some of my closest friends in the universe are people that I met on Twitter or on an airplane or, you know, like in weird places. And so I have to go like, okay, this is 2016. This is the reality. I'm go- Texting is going to be a part. Even when I date now, like texting is such a huge part of our dating relationship, which all of my friends thinks is bonkers, but I'm like, it, it is what I'm going to, I'm now a Snapchat generation. You Are know, you this on is Snapchat, how, by the way? No, heavens no. Why he- not? I, I feel like every time I turn around, another one of my friends is saying, follow me on Snapchat. And I start to get nervous. Like, should I be doing this? Am I missing I, out on something? No, I think if you want to be on Snapchat, like kudos to you. To me, it's just not a platform that I want to be able to stalk your past. And if oh, and if you the can't picture, there, right? Yeah, the pictures and the stories disappear, so it's no value to me as a user. So I need to be able to go back thirty-eight weeks into your Instagram 
and see what you did last summer. Like, I want to know. Do you do that to people? I didn't for a long time. We recently talked about that on an episode of the podcast. Called, it's called Insta Lurking, uh-huh. an urban dictionary term. And I didn't until someone Insta Lurked me and commented on a photo that was a long time ago <laughs> and then sent it to me as it was somebody they it was somebody that uh, I had gone out on a date with and they sent me this picture that I had posted a throwback Thursday from 2014 and I went what did you do like where did you get that picture right. and he's like oh I, is that not what you do I was like no no what <laughs> what's happening and, like, and then the person was they were hurt that I didn't I've had a couple of people say they're hurt that I have not learned about them by lur- like Facebook lurking or Insta lurking. So Insta lurking, do you ever have that moment where you're like lurking back and the the little line at the top says, you know, like 180 weeks ago and you accidentally like something and then you're oh. like, oh crap. No, now they gotta, know. You have to go, you have to, you have to throw your iPhone on the ground and stomp on it. <laughs> you have to go to a kiosk and get a burner phone. Like you have to, you have to go off the grid immediately because that is the most humiliating scariest it's like when you send the a text to the wrong person oh right yeah and and maybe it's not like you're really did not not want them to read right yeah 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 oh my gosh it's so funny i can sometimes tell when i get a new follower and they 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 do a lot of insta lurking sure because there's 78 new likes by the same person (laughs) for my entire instagram career so funny and you're like, well, I'm glad you liked the, that season of my life. Thanks so much. <laughs> it's actually, I see it as a compliment. I'm never offended by it. I'm always like, well, I'm interesting enough I'm not to wander either. around in their past. Yeah. You know what I'm also so thankful is that I did not have Instagram before our, I was a woman with a head on my shoulders. Uh, praise baby Jesus for that, right? <laughs> right. Holy moly. Like, I mean. My college years, there are no vines. There are no periscope. There was no periscoping. There was no. It's really, again, I mean, there were really. And sometimes I'm sad because I think that part of my life wasn't well documented because we never had a camera on I'm, us or I'm whatever. I'm happy it wasn't but well I, documented. But I'm really – I would much rather it be than this now. I mean, I have so many friends who say, can you take a look at my Facebook so that you, I'll know if there's anything I need to remove. I mean, I've been at jobs where we've hired people and we've not sent people on further into the interview process because of, because their, of their Instagram. Social media, yeah. yeah. I yeah, believe so, that and we try to tell – you know, the, the younger, the younger generation behind us about that. And they're like, no, it's no big deal. I'm like, it really is a big deal. It's it really a huge, is a big deal. It is a huge deal. It's the way you just carry yourself, like the way you talk about politics or anything, you just never know. You think you know your friends. You do not know your friends. Mm. You don't know how people feel about a certain issue or, you know, like some people may be really bothered by Kim Kardashian's breast. Whereas you think, well, it's not a big deal. And you retweet it or you share that post and and then someone who's in HR at a company you really want to work with that you didn't even know sees it and they're like, oh, no, not that person. Not So I'm always really careful about stuff like that. I mean, I have obviously have a lot of nude photos, but I just don't post them on the Internet. I mean, there's a there's a place for them. I mean, you know, it's in your house. It's in your house. In a 16 by 20 canvas. (laughs) Canvas that's airbrushed, right? So you you look like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah, and then you tell people, hey, this is the tax for knowing uh-huh. me in real life. You have to look I at this. I actually went to dinner at someone's house one time, and it wasn't a nude photo, but it was a picture of their wife. Um, and I don't remember where I was in the house, and it was a small little picture. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't nude, but it was just weird. Like it was like, like it a boudoir photo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a little much. I wish I wouldn't have seen it. You know, it was just like, huh, that's, 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 <laughs> that's, 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 
That's really, like, we should put that in the sock drawer is where yes, I think that should go. <laughs> yeah. Listen, no. Okay. So I was at a friend's house for like a, like a Tupperware party or like a pampered chef party. I was going to say Tupperware. Do they, does that really happen anymore? It doesn't. But, but like noonday does parties. Uh-huh. And, no, uh, no. I know pampered chef. I just haven't heard of anyone buying Tupperware since I, know, I was I really in like did second a call grade. Back. Call back to 1989, y'all. There you go. Um, But I was in, the, we had put our bags in coats in the, in the bedroom. Uh-huh. And so when... This was a dear friend of mine, and I worked with her, and I noticed that there was a hook on the door frame, but not a hook, like, on the side where you, like, hang a towel or, like, normal people would have a hook. It was, like, in the frame. Okay. Like, underneath, like, where you, where you would hang, like, mistletoe. And I mentioned okay. but the door closes, and it was really weird, and I said something to her about it. I said, that's weird. And she goes, do you want me to tell you what it is? No. I said, what? I said Yes, and I leaned in closer, just like I imagined this scenario would play out. And she goes, "It's for our swing, your oh, swing, uh-huh. like a like a little like a like, like a, a like, like a, a good times, <laughs> like a good time swing, like your baby swing." She said, "No, no, not our baby swing, like our like our swing." I went, "I'm gonna go now. Like this is more information than I ever." And these people, I mean, they're on their praise and worship team at their church. I'm even, like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like this. Um, little meek innocent woman i don't know what will you do with the swing in a bedroom we should talk about it because i don't know either so we should just like we should <laughs> we should guess what could happen on a swing <laughs> oh yeah I if guess. this is a real happy hour that's what we would be doing <laughs> if, right now if like, we if this wasn't imagine. recorded for thousands of people to hear we would keep going but i'm going to guess that we should stop right here let's pause yes and just and let everyone do their thing someone's yeah. listening and they're like I have a swing. I'll tell you like, later. I'll email you later. Yeah. Let y'all know. Thank we you. We would know. like you to do that. We would like you to. I would really love to hear about your swing. Um, okay. That is just hilarious. Okay, guys, we're going to get right back to talking with Jamie. But first, I want to tell you about another sponsor for the show. And that is Lily Jade. You've heard me talk about them before because they were on our Christmas episode. Well, Lily Jade bags, it's such an incredible value. Normally, a full grain leather premium tote would retail for hundreds more. But thanks to their unique e-commerce model, Lily Jade's able to get their gorgeous pieces into even more women's hands. Some of their most popular styles can be worn three different ways. And you know us women like things that can be worn three different ways. Number one, you can wear it over the shoulder or crossbody or as a backpack. Every single one of their bags comes with a removable, washable 16-pocket organizer to protect your investment and to organize all your gear. Ladies, if you could see the inside of my purse right now, it would be astonishing. I need this 16-piece thing in every single one of my purses. I have a Lily Jade bag. It's my computer bag. I love it. It's the best bag I've ever traveled with. Um, These are also diaper bags, but you know I'm way past the diaper stage, but I still love my Lily Jade bag. Lily Jade is not just a great bag company either. The heart of Lily Jade is to give back, supporting all women and especially moms. Every month, for example, Lily Jade gives a bag away to a deserving adoptive mom. I love that so much. And they're also running monthly campaigns on Instagram to celebrate the everyday stories of of amazing women. Follow them on Instagram. It's at Lily Jade Co. That's L-I-L-Y-J-A-D-E-C-O. And then you're going to join in and you're going to be able to share your story with them as well. I highly recommend you follow them on Instagram because they post beautiful pictures anyways. But then you can see more of their bags. So guys, check out their Instagram, but also go check out their website. It's lily-jade.com. So it's L-I-L-Y dash jade j-a-d-e dot com this is a perfect mother's day gift too for anyone in your life all right lily jade thanks for sponsoring the happy hour okay jamie you quit your job a couple how long ago was it that you quit your job 
I quit my job two years ago. And what was your job? I was a marketing director at a nonprofit ever since I was in high school or really college. When I left college, I had a <laughs> I had a degree in sociology, women's studies, and African American studies. I don't oh, know if you know much you can't about. Go far with what? Oh you my gosh, so many jobs, so many jobs. So in order to get a job, you have to sell that degree. And the rule is, if you can convince people that that's a worthy degree then you're automatically a PR professional. Like you're already like grandfathered in. Right. And so that's why I went into marketing because I could convince people that was worth $36,000 a year. <laughs> um, and so I went into marketing, but I worked in nonprofits. So I, I, and my first job was recruiting foster and adoptive parents. So we, I've heard you talk about adoption yeah. before. I have a real heart for adoption, um, not in practice, but in awareness. For sure, I know. Yeah. I can't even I can't even have a dog or a plant, so much less like a human Child, who yeah. has needs. But kudos to all of you and parents like you who open up their homes to kids in need. And so I did that and then worked in ministry and like always had a heart for teenagers and doing camps and conferences for kids. And and so when I went at this last agency, I was there for seven years and I was their marketing director and coordinated conferences and things for social workers. It was a family and child welfare agency. But about Six years in, I just really genuinely was doing a devotional one day. And in the margins, because, you know, you write in the margins of your devotionals if you're holy. Right. And so I wrote margins uh-huh. that I should quit my job. And I, it was as if, like, God had come down and taken the pen and, and written it. it. And then I was like, oh, no, that's bonkers. Was that just so out of the blue? Like It was crazy. I mean, because I loved my job. It uh-huh. wasn't like this is your way out of a job you hate or this is how I'm going to solve your problems with your coworkers. Like, I loved everyone I worked with. The, I mean, it's orphans. It's not like I was working on Wall Street and doing, right. you know, horrible yeah. things and stealing money from people. So I was shocked. And so I did what I often do with God is I don't like to call it ignoring him. I like to call it screening his calls. Mm. And so, which is disobedience, uh, biblically. But I avoided him for a long time. But it was funny. Like, every conversation I had, every small group I was in, every sermon I heard, every podcast I listened to, it was all about taking leaps of faith and quitting whatever it was in your life. And I would just be like, you think he's talking to me? Right. And I'm like, no. I No, he's not. And I I even went on a sabbatical, like, because I, I thought, I'm really going to go hear the word. I'm going to go hear his voice. Because we're not I, talking about, like, oh, I'm trying to make a decision if I should go on a one-week mission trip to, you know, mm-hmm. Iraq and share Jesus with the Taliban. We're talking about, I mean, and that's a big, that would that would be something. That's pretty big. I'm already well, not wanting to do that. the reason is I say that is because that would be something that would really make you pause, you know, sure. like, but it's a week. It's a week, and you're like, hey, you can protect me for a week. Exactly, a week. But you're saying... I'm going to like quit my job, my income, my life, my everything. Everything. Yeah. And so I thought maybe I'm hearing this wrong. And I'm a big believer that God speaks to you in a voice that you understand. And so for everybody, it's going to be different. Like he's not necessarily going to speak to you the same way that he speaks to me, but he's pretty straightforward with me. And I'm, I've always been really, I've always thought, yes, that's exactly what he's saying. But I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the Bible. Not that I didn't already, but I was like, I'm going to start at page one. I'm just going to see what God tells me. Well, Genesis, if you are thinking about taking a leap of faith, Genesis is not where you want to start to get out of it. Right. Because it's just a lot of people not doing what God told them to do and them ending up naked. Like that's really, right? It's Adam and Eve naked. It's uh, Jacob naked. Like just people naked in the Mm -hmm. desert, naked in the wilderness. And so I... That must have been a really good big fear of yours is to end up naked in front of everybody. For sure. Well, naked. I mean, that is whether, the fear of everyone except for Kim. 
except for Kim Kardashian, it's a real fear for most of us. Yeah. And okay. so it was even just spiritually ending up naked and not yeah. shaming. Because he, he wasn't, it wasn't like he was showing me the next job I was going to take. And so finally what happened was I avoided him and ended up crying in com- women's conferences. I was crying in writers' conferences, like, because he was just consistently telling me to do it. And what happened was one night I just had an out loud conversation with him and said, hey, I'm not, you're not showing me what's next. Like, why, why would you ask me to do this? I'm going to watch Scandal now. Please stop talking to me. <laughs> and I turned on the DVR and watched Scandal. And I was about four minutes into Olivia Pope, you know, Ugh. hugging on fits. And I got a text message from a friend that I'd not heard from in many months who just said, truly, this is what the text said. It said, hey, I was just prepping for a Bible study and I'm reading in Deuteronomy about the Israelites not trusting God and not willing to leave and that God was really kind of upset with their disobedience. And your face has been in front of my face the whole time I'm studying for this Stop passage. It. Do you know what this is about? Stop and I was it. like, delete me from your contacts. <laughs> <laughs> I, this but, is not Jamie Golden. I don't know who you're talking to. I don't know to. who you're talking about. Uh, wrong number. Um, but I did go, Okay, that's wow. crazy, Jamie. It was crazy. And let me tell you, if God starts text messaging you, you don't want to know what the next <laughs> form of communication is going to be. Like, I was not prepared for my house to be on fire and it start talking to me while it was burning. Um, and so I, the next day, I turned in my letter of resignation. Stop. I did. Because I was like, oh, I can't push this any further. This would be bad. So and your so friend, I, you hadn't confided in her, the stress. Oh, I had not told anyone other than really my close circle and – a couple of like mm-hmm. pastoral counselors, mm-hmm. like, but not her. I mean, no, we didn't even run into yeah. the same social circle. And so I was, so I said, I got to do it. And so I quit not knowing. And I'll be honest with you, two years later, I don't really know what's next now, even like, but the, I think God pushes us out into wilderness, not always to get us to the next destination, but really to camp us out there for a season because he needs us to learn a lot of different things. And for me, one of the lessons was, I i mean, I know the Lord's Prayer. I, I've studied the Lord's Prayer. But during this season, I, I really did take a study and kind of go into how does Jesus teach us how to pray? Because I need to know how to do that because I need to pay my mortgage. And mm-hmm. so I need him to help me do that. And I, the first, you know, the first thing is give us a stay our daily bread, right? And so I had always been in somebody who said, give us a stay our 10-year bread. Like and my you need five-year a plan. Bread. I need to know what's need happening. I needed to know what's going to happen in my life a year from now or whatever. And it was like God really needed to break me of that. And so I can now say with really a lot of confidence, I mean, that was a painful, painful lesson because I spent a lot of time anxious and worried about how am I going to pay my bills and how am I going to, because I have no income and whatever my, I don't have marketable skills. I didn't think, I didn't think I had any marketable skills, but he just kind of showed me like, you can do this and this and this and your job does not. It, it is not your identity. That was obviously a difficult – I camped out a lot in Psalms because I in – the, uh, in the sad Psalms, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you want to be in the sad Psalms when you're sad. Yeah. It's like you listen to sad music when you're mm-hmm. sad yeah. to feel it. And so – but I ended up in Psalm 139, which is a very – I mean, we all like want to put I'm fearfully, wonderfully made on our baby's nursery wall right. mm-hmm. so they'll know. But I love that David wrote that after – David's life had been a hot mess, like mm-hmm. after he'd had an affair with a married woman, after he'd had her husband killed. And the fact that he could sit down and go, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully, wonderfully made. I know that full well. And so I really prayed in early in, like I would know that, that my job title is not 
what I am. Mm. Like I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. And that is the only thing that matters. It may not matter in culture and people may look at you strange and your parents may think, oh, we're going to have to have her move back in. (laughs) This is great. But in two years, I've never had – I've had every need – it's been tight Uh and it's been close sometimes. But God has provided in really whimsical ways and very practical ways and it's taught me to be a better steward and – but I still don't know. Like people – if I tell that story, they're like, but what what happened? What? Yeah. And what happened in two months? Well – now it's a season of God has given me an opportunity to be really present with people. Mm-hmm. So relationships that I had really discarded because I was working 70 hours a week for orphans. I had orphaned my family. I would orphaned my friends. For the sake you know, of the kids. For the sake of this good work mm-hmm. that I was doing. And and I don't think that's wrong. I think you can work long hours and do great work and hustle and that's good. But for me, it was I was missing out on the lives of the people I really loved. And I thought at the end of this, which relationships are going to matter the most to me. And it was going, it wasn't going to be how well did I grow this Facebook page for this agency. It was going to be how well do I know my niece? Um, and so I just kind of, I've spent a season, I have a few jobs. So I, I'm a baker. I started making cake pops just as a fun, like side thing, but not even for money. Just like, I like doing it as a stress releaser. And now it's a job and like pays my bills. It's weird. And then Cake pops. Do you uh, ship have- these cake pops? Because every time you put up some cake pops on Instagram, I always think to myself, that would be a fun gift for someone to it show up a- on their doorstep. What a great thought that you had, Jamie. That's an excellent thought. Do you yes, ship them? I, you. I ship them eight months a year. The summer and oh, the yeah, south. Oh, yeah. You've told me that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a hellish humidity that right. will not be kind to cake on a stick. But I do eight months a year. And um. I ship, I make for weddings and for birthdays and for holidays and things like that. Where's and your just, website? It's jamiesweetrevenge.com. Sweet Revenge. Okay. Sweet Revenge. And then I, like you talked about earlier, the podcast, it, Knox and I started that podcast before I left my job. Oh, I didn't was, know that. Yeah. It was in August and I quit in October. And so we launched this podcast, but it was really just something we liked doing. And we had a decent chemistry and he's a little Eeyore. I'm a little Tigger. And so it was a good partnership. And then fast forward to now we, I mean, he, he has left his job, you know, like we've made this really a priority and it's actually helped like fund our lives in in a beautiful way. And we really, really love it. And so it's been unexpected things. Like I really did think eventually, oh, God will show me another full-time job and I'll have a 401k and It'll be magical. And mm-hmm. it's just not been the case. And um, because he often doesn't quite answer the prayers exactly like we thought, but he has at the heart of who he is, he's a provider mm-hmm. and he is, he has kept every promise in that realm for me in this journey. And yeah. so I'm just, I've learned to trust him more than I ever have. And probably now I'm, I'm almost like, Hey, you're going to do this, right? Great. Okay. Right. Great. I just, hopefully I'm living a defaulted trustworthy lifestyle. It's not that I don't get nervous sometimes, but if I'm faithful, he is beyond faithful. Well, so. and I love that because I think anyone listening, like, it may not be quitting their job is what right, they right. feel that God's asking them to do. But we have all experienced, I think probably this is going to be a broad statement. I would say most people who follow Jesus, who are believers, have felt that tension of God is asking me to do something yeah. that doesn't seem, quote unquote, the norm. Yes. Um, and that's, it's hard to do that. And you want to be like, no, but I trust him more than whatever. But at the end of the day, you also are thinking, well, I have bills to pay and I have 
I like this that I'm doing. You're asking me to give up something I like, you know? And um, so I think that there are people that can relate and be encouraged by your story, even if it doesn't involve a job for them. For sure. Because even anything revolving around finances can be a very scary Stressful, yeah. Very stressful. And I'm, listen, I didn't have, you know, it wasn't like I could really go to my husband and say, hey, you're going to cover us, right? Because I didn't have a husband. Right. I still don't have a husband. So, like, there was no one to really, like, lean on for a season other than myself. Mm -hmm. And so, but even then, like, I have friends who are in in that journey of, well, even we one income is very different than two incomes, especially when you're used to it or you're you need two mm-hmm. incomes. And the idea that you would have to alter your life. But I will say that I always when I get sad because sometimes I, one thing that I gave up I had to was traveling and I always loved it, but I did have to back off of it because it just couldn't be and like there financially. Was part, financially it's mm-hmm. just you can't you can't go to Europe twice yeah. a year mm-hmm. when you really need to when your income is a third of what it was. Right. But I always say when I'm sad ever, when I see, when I'm insta-sad, right? Because insta-sadness is a thing. Uh-huh. And so I'm following those people that make you insta-sad. Then you won't be sad Let anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Elsa, she's so wise. I know, right? And so I will sometimes get sad, but then I'll go, look, you have not worn pants in three days. This is <laughs> right. magical. This is the sacrifice you make. You don't get to go see Jane Austen's house in England, but you also just drank coffee for seven hours straight at a coffee shop and you ate pastries. Like yeah. this is great. Like, I know. So I the love this job I have. Like, right. You love your job. I you, love my I job. Mean, I love my job. And I, and even like I had a, I was in a small group recently where it was a leadership group and the woman had started young twenties and is, I'm so, I've told the story to everybody cause I love it so much. She decided to lead a small group cause our church does kind of free market and you can just create a small group based on anything. What church do you go to? I go to Church of the Highlands okay. in Birmingham. Who's your and, pastor? Uh, I'm sorry. Pastor Chris Hodges. He's okay. great. Okay. He's got two books. He's fantastic. He's a, he's a good egg. He's okay. a good egg. Um, but she started a small group because when she was in uh, her college, when she was in college, she had an STD. And she's now married. And she's like, it was just such a shameful time in my life. And she goes, but I really felt like God was telling me to lead a small group for women who have STDs. And I thought that was the dumbest thing that God would ever, like, I'm going to be open and honest right. about this thing that was so shameful. And inside, she, And ask other people to show yes. up and be like, hey, me too. Yeah, like, hey, I'm here at your house. Uh-huh. I have syphilis. Right. Like, that feels very weird. But she did it. She was obedient, as scared as she was. And the group has had such powerful moments of women, women who would say, I sat in the car 30 minutes before wow. I was got up the courage to come in, but I knew I needed to connect because I had such shame surrounding this and we realized and then it's prompted her in her she's an like her day job was an accountant she's now left her job to really pursue how do I start coming alongside crisis pregnancy centers like faith-based who are doing all these great work with women who are scared and pregnant how do we help women who are scared with an STD how do we help them find freedom from the shame so that really scary thing of leading a small group has now altered the track of her life which is kind of magical isn't that crazy I love it. I do. I love it. You told me that you you teach a class at your church about kind of this same thing, helping women find their purpose and what they're doing with their personality and stuff. What is that? Do we teach everybody at our church can go through this class. We offer it every month and it's um, discovering your purpose. And so it really looks at 
Because so, that's a big question. That's whether a, you I was thinking or not. that's a huge question. It's a huge. People are wondering why are they here on earth and yeah. how do I make the most of the time? And so it is taking your personality. So we do a legitimate personality quiz, which I'm upset. I mean, I want to take – I take every BuzzFeed quiz on the internet <laughs> yes. I want to know – I want to so know which are, friend I am. What are your um, – you know the ENFJST I'm things? An e- I'm an ENFP. Do you know what you are? Well, you know what's funny is I've taken this test before. And every right. single time I take it, I can't remember what I am. Megan Teets, a friend of yes. both of ours, yes. she remembers. Anytime someone tells her what they are, she like puts it in her brain or remembers. So anytime someone asks me, I have to text her and say, and hey, say, can you tell me one more time what I am? Which and she, is great. And she's so kind. She does it every time. That is so – she's a personality savant. Yes. Like really. Like, because what's happened is you've told her her four letters. She and I are both ENFPs. When you tell her your letters, she's now knows everything about you. Well, she knows what that means. I'm going to have her come on the show and we're going to talk about this so I can never forget it. It'll be like in, I am an ESFJ and I just had to look at our boxer conversation last night. That's so fun. ESFJ. Well, then that says a lot about you as a, because I'm a feeler and you're a feeler. So we have that feeling in common. And we have the extrovert in common, but we we see we sense the world differently, and we perceive it a little more. Like I'm very much a, like, does it? Oh, this is real because I see it's real. Uh-huh. Whereas you might be like, is it real? I don't know. This doesn't seem quite right. But I'm always like, I trust everything at face value. Like I'm like, well, that's what it is. That's like, what I I, that's what it says it is. So that's what it is. So that's what it is. So and I would be more like, there's something missing. This is not right. Oh, and really, I say many times it's better to be that way because I'm constantly like, there's plenty of gas in the car. Uh, (laughs) I don't care what it says. (laughs) That can't be right. That can't be right. I know it's it's right. I I just trust that the chair will hold me. I trust that the shoes won't break. I trust that the mascara won't run. And all those things happen to me all the time. Right. So so do you have people take these personality? Yeah. So they take their personality test. They also take a spiritual gifts test to kind of see what is it about them. And then we kind of unpack that for people. We call it connecting the dots. So we say, based on the fact that your people are task-oriented and that you have this personality, we use a DISC profile, D-I-S-C, and then we do your spiritual gifts and we connect the dots for people and just say, not that this is what you're supposed to do at our church, but this is what you're, these are the kind of things you should be doing. So with that woman who is doing a small group for you know, women with SCDs, her personality probably is an S because she probably likes one-on-one relationships with Mm. people. She really wants to develop. She probably has a spiritual gifting in the area of mercy Mm -hmm. because people who you're serving, like I have no mercy, Mm -hmm. but people who have the spiritual gift of mercy, it's like the supernatural helping. Plus those people are going to encounter people who need mercy all the time. And I think when people are able to unpack that, it makes so much, every time someone goes through our class, they just nod their head at you and like, yeah, that's how I this see the me. world. Yeah. Yeah. Like my personality, I think personality assessment separate from faith is one of the most useful tools in learning how to communicate with people. I think one of the biggest problems we have in relationships is we just don't understand someone speaking a different language than us. And so my whole family, I, this my poor family, like at Christmas, I made them all take <laughs> a personality test. And I was like, that's why my mom needs the spatulas in the drawer that way. Because oh, she is yeah. like I and I understand why my dad needs like he likes like when he hangs pictures, he uses this thing called a level. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're familiar right. with that. Yeah. But I'm not familiar just with that. Put it up. I just put it up and gum it uh-huh. to get it straight. We're fine. And so understanding that, like, why does he yell at me when I go a different route 
on the road. And I'm like, well, the light was green. And I just decided to turn so I didn't yeah. have to stop. Right. He's like, that's not how we, that's not how we decide things. <laughs> so but it, it is your- so good when you start to see the people that you interact with all the time that that's oh, why they God. do that. Yeah. And then you no, can hopefully sure. be more gracious with them, you know. Oh, the kind of mercy that you'll have for people when like I've like people who are kind of competent and task oriented, I've always been trying to convert them. I for a long time I was a converter. Like if you're an introvert, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to make you an extrovert." Come on out, yeah. Come 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 be with us. Be energized. And now my friendship group, like in my friend group, I'm mostly friends with extroverts. But I have an introverted friend, my dear friend Catherine, who even on a weekend, we went away for birthday weekend. I made sure that where we were staying, she had her own room. Like she didn't have to share a room. She needed it. Because I knew she would need to be away from us. Whereas we all (laughs) wanted to like be on the couch together the whole time. Let's sleep together. One big room with beds. Like let's just all be together. I'm like, dorm room, come on. And And she stayed, let me tell you, we like camped out in the living room and she stayed, she took a nap and stayed in that room four hours. So finally we texted her. It was like, you have to come be with us now. Like we're sad. And she's like, that's what I needed. I needed four hours away from y'all. But see, that's, <laughs> I think that what that happens when people don't understand that of each other is they're like, well, she's so like, she's being yeah. so rude right now. We, yes. we went on this big getaway and all she wants to do is sit in her room. Like, but then for you guys to be like, she's not being rude. That's just, she's actually thriving. And this is yeah. great. And she's going to show up for dinner with us. And she's going to get filled up in the hour and a half. And then she's going to go back in her room. That's exactly and be right. Happy. And it, we're all going to have a better experience because everybody's needs are met. Yeah. Which is, I think that would I mean. probably help out a lot of families, especially when you're bringing families together, like, um, you know, husbands and new father-in-laws or daughter, mother-in-law, you know, like just to be able to understand each other, that yeah. that's how they tick and that's how they work best. Yeah. No, if you're, if you're looking for an activity during a family dinner, it should be pull out a disc profile. Everybody take it. Is this online? We can do this? It's online. You can take a disc profile online. I'm going to do it um, today. Yeah. And we'll link to it. But it's, what's great about it is it really does help you know, like, oh, that's why he doesn't like it when I talk about my feelings. Right. <laughs> because that's his personality. <laughs> whereas all I want to talk, all right. I want to do is talk about my feelings. Yes. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't love me. It's just, I should really do it on first dates. Hey, hey. I'm going to get the lobster. <laughs> I also want you to take this disc profile. And Thanks then, so if, and then we can see, <laughs> see where this And then goes. we can decide if this is going to work. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take it today, and I'm going to let you know. Yeah, and I tell me, also, I know. I think that we're going to need to come meet back up on Tuesday and say our thoughts on The Bachelor. I think we will. So we might do that. But Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Until then, I want to know three things you're loving. Okay, so I'm, I'm prepared. 
And I have three things I'm loving too. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to know what you're loving right now. So my three things that I'm loving right now. Okay. So first of all, I'm loving YouTube videos that are makeup tutorials. Here's the deal. My mother surprises me about you. Doesn't it? It's weird. I didn't. It surprises me about myself. My mom didn't wear makeup growing up. So I really just looked at Barbie and was like, this is where she puts the (laughs) eyeliner. That's where I'm going to put it. Blue eyeshadow. Blue. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. This is real. Like, and pink lipstick, although I really shouldn't wear pink ever. Um, I didn't understand skin tones or anything. <laughs> I did understand that concealer didn't go all over your face because that's where I put it. Wow. These I'm are small with- things. Like if your mom doesn't teach you this. Yeah. And she doesn't care about those things at all. And I'm actually a Sephora. Like I have to like drive by Sephora and be like, don't pull in, don't pull in, don't pull Because I love just want to go buy stuff. I want to try it on. And then I want to buy all the things they tell me are magical. And so there's a great YouTube artist. Here's the problem. YouTubers that do makeup tutorials. They're the worst because they look they look beautiful without makeup. You're like, but this I, isn't fair. Like, this is not fair. But I found Sharon Farrell, who is this beautiful Irish woman who lives in Australia, who is a delight. She, and she would not be offended if I said this, her skin looks like crap when she doesn't have makeup on. But then when she puts it on, she's gorgeous. And she taught me how to use concealer and brushes. Like, I never used a brush to put on makeup. And she taught me how to use brushes. So I'm obsessed with, like, I want to use fake eyelashes. Do you put but them on yourself? I do. I put them on myself. I now, need that YouTube tutorial stat. Yes, she does. And taught me how to, like, as I get older, I didn't know that your brows disappeared. I was like, what's happening to my brows? So Where you're, like, they- cu- putting them in? Yes, I put them in. They're put in now. <gasps> oh. You can see me. They're put in now. And so um, so that's one thing I'm loving Okay, right speaking now. of brows, real quick, before I hear your other things, um, I got my eyebrows waxed or something and she yes. colored them in or whatever. So yes. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. So I went, go to the Target, whatever. I get a little eyebrow pencil. Yeah. So I start doing it, but I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm a little concerned that I'm looking weirdo. But uh-huh. my girlfriend texts me. She's like, what are you doing different lately? Every time I see a picture of you, something's different. And I was like, I don't know. I've been putting this stuff in my eyebrows. Like she could tell a difference. Yeah. And it's- she was like, it looks amazing. It's funny. You don't think about it until – and you, what you really should do to really do it is and a great brow kit that you can spend no money on, Elf. Elf, the oh, yeah, eyes, I see that. Uh-huh. eyes, lip, and face at Walmart or Target. It's a $3 brow kit. It's a perfect brow kit. Like mm. it's all you need to pull it off. You can buy more expensive yeah. ones for sure. But uh, it's the frame of your face and you don't even realize it. And so me, I always look more awake. I always look – you can't notice any wrinkles because you're like, look how strong look her brows. Look at bra- those brows. That's amazing. John Travolta, oh, he understands the power of a brow. He does. Oh, my he gosh. Um, the other thing I'm loving is I love – I've loved Spotify for a long time, but I'm obsessed with playlists. Like, upset. Like, I love a mood. I like to listen while I do anything. Clean the house, drive the car, write, uh, prep for podcasts, do anything. And so creating po- playlists and finding people on Spotify and – finding playlist and this is like a weird self-promotion but the podcast has a slew of playlists and one of my favorites say that all the time and I have already expressed how out of it I am things I don't think I've ever used Spotify oh my gosh you pay for this you can you can use it for free and you can have a free account you sure the artists love that yes I know I'm I'm so sorry Taylor Swift that I'm but I bought her (laughs) album it's fine she's fine but uh, she's fine (laughs) she's doing great like she's not worried about that 9.99 but I, you pay, I pay a monthly fee because okay. I really want no ads. So I pay $10 a month. And I have for a couple years. So I've been doing it a long time. I've been paying for it. And it's worth it for you because you make all these different playlists. Like I've heard you say you have different mood playlists. Oh, I have a serotonin 
playlist ah. when I need a boost and there's no mac and cheese in sight. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to listen to this playlist and it's going to make me feel happier immediately. Huh. You know, or the way I can clean my house. I have a like an 80s mixtape, a 90s mixtape. I know? love it. And so you can find me there, but you can also find the podcast. One of their best playlists is a acoustic covers. So covers of songs, but that are kind of low key. It's it's like over a hundred songs. It's really like a fun. Ignore your day. Listen to this playlist. So the podcast has different playlists on Spotify that I yes. could go find. Yes. Yeah, so you can look up users. And okay. So you you just send me the, the link app. and I'll put it I up will. there. That'd be perfect. Yeah, because we have all kind like the best movie music, the best TV music, all kinds of things. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Okay. Spotify. What and, else? And then my final thing is I because I was thinking. It's something that I'm obsessed with right now because I go through seasons where I'm just – and right now I'm obsessed. This is going to sound weird. I'm obsessed with homemade whipped cream. Homemade whipped cream. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a baker and so um, I I actually don't love sweets, believe it or not. Like I really rather have cheese fries than a mm, cupcake. Me too. Oh my gosh. I love cheese fries. And so – but I like whipped cream like with – especially the season where – berries Mm -hmm. and I like them on waffles and I like it in coffee, you know. And so I made homemade whipped cream just for the first time. And it I mean, it's so simple. It's just a cup of heavy whipping cream and three tablespoons of sugar with your hand mixer. That's it? That's it. And y'all, it will change. You'll never go back to Cool Whip or you'll never go back to Ready Whip because it takes, you're literally doing it three to five minutes. And then it's so much better. Yeah. And you just put it in the fridge. It'll last about a day. So you may have a whipped creamy day. My kids would love it if I made that. How crap. They would be so – and and it just tastes heavenly. Mm. You, can, you can put a drop of vanilla, vanilla uh-huh. in it if you like. But other than that, it's just the dreamiest. I mean, you're going to have – you're just going to have a day that's – you're going to put your serotonin playlist on and you're going to have heavy whipped cream and you're going to love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, All I'm so thinking what, about is your cake pops right now too. You can dip a cake pop in some homemade whipped, whipped cream. cream. Yeah. So good. Right. You put some whipped cream between two cookies – you can mix. Here's my best tip. Take some peanut butter, mix with some whipped cream, makes a beautiful peanut butter fluff to dip mm. your strawberries in. It'll change your summer. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to tell you the three things loving? I'm loving. Yeah. One of mine is makeup, which is weird because I'm not a makeup person either. But <clears throat> my little happy hour live thing that I did, my friend Tiffany Swedland, she's a makeup artist and she volunteered to do my makeup. And anytime someone says, hey, can I do your makeup? I'm in. Like, yes, there's nothing that makes me feel better than sitting in a chair and have someone like touching me and making me look better like I just I love that so much Uh, but she get she used this mascara and I just kept talking about it so much that she left it with me because I think she felt weird like you keep talking about it and so she left it for me but it is L'Oreal I don't know how to say this voluminous 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 thank you carbon black there it is Ooh, it's pretty it literally makes your lashes like they keep going and i had false eyelashes last year have you ever had them professional like not the ones you put on with the glue yourself but the ones where they do individual no i want to do that okay that would be one of my top favorite things in life i did that last year literally it was one of the best things i've ever done for myself ever because i didn't wear mascara eyeliner for like two months but you wake up and really? you just look awake and you look alive. And how long did they last? You have to get them refilled every like three to four weeks. That's so magic financially, day. I just couldn't like I couldn't justify sure. it. It was just like this. I have four kids. Like we, I cannot be doing this. But if I had a lot of money, I would be doing that. But anyhow, this mascara makes me feel that way. That's so great. I always get mad at babies. Can I be honest with you? I always get mad at babies because I feel like eyelashes are wasted on them. 
Because they're why do they need them? Why do they even need them? I they don't know. even need them. I get mad. I love lashes. They're so beautiful. And speaking of, I was when I was watching The Bachelor tell all the women this morning, they all wear lashes. They look and they're wearing they're wearing lashes to bed because they're like maybe he'll wake me up in the middle of the night. I gotta have my lashes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which he did this season. Went in there in the morning, which I'm and like, I, that's not okay. We no, this, this is not don't. okay. Don't, don't wake do me it. up. A, don't wake me up. <laughs> and B, don't let me know this is going to happen. Right. No, right. Okay. okay. The second thing I'm loving is my friend Jade Poe here in town. I love her. Oh, her husband does the music for the show. Happy hour. So there's that. Oh, yay. Okay. Um, but she just started this new business called um, Leota Jean, and they make these cute little hair barrettes. <gasps> That's cute. It's so cute. And it's not for me, obviously. I'm, I'm not into wearing these anymore. <laughs> but story. You know, you love story. Oh, and my so- gosh. I'm team story all the way. All the way. And so Story got a Brett from um from Jade and I'm and I'm a huge fan of it and I love it. And I, I'm a huge fan of women stepping out and doing something and creating something. And so I'm a fan of Jade's for that. That's and that doesn't look like that like that bow that's gonna take flight off of your no, kids. No, it's 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 small. It's small but really creative. I like that it's really very creative. Very creative, very cute. And my third thing is and this is very self promotiony, but I just got koozies made with my oh. logo on them. I'm sending you one in the mail. Oh, my gosh. I want it. I was hoping that that's why. I hope you weren't, like, sending something weird to my house. Nope. I asked for your address because I'm sending you a koozie. Yay. I'm a – do you like koozies? I do love – because I don't like sweat on me. I don't like sweat on my glass. Let me just show you what else is on my desk. Another drink in a koozie. What's on your koozies? It's a kombucha. Is that how you say that stuff? Kombucha, kombucha. Kombucha, whatever. Another koozie. I love koozies. Like, I really do. This is over a water glass. Like, I'll put it over anything because I love it. Because you deserve to be wrapped in something lovely, like a lovely sweater or coat. So does your glass. So does your glass. You're a marketing person right there. I heard that come out. (laughs) That was good. That was good. So I'm loving my very own koozie, which is very self-promotion-y. But I think I'm going to sell them, too. Well, it is kind of adorable. Who doesn't want that take the happy hour with them everywhere? I do. I I do, too. And you can put other things in the koozie that are not just kombucha and water. That's right. If you're at the beach or, like, in your backyard. Or Or watching TV. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever you are. Anything you need to hide, you can put in that koozie. (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, Those are my three things. Okay, Jamie, what are you reading? Okay. You're a, like, first of all, I heard you on um, Anne's new podcast, which. Yes. Let's give her lots of promotion twice today. Um, what should I read next? I heard you on her show, and I did not realize that you're a speed reader. I am. A, well, I took a speed reading class in college because I was like, I'm not going to get all this done because I went to public school in Alabama. We're not used to this kind of level. <laughs> Where did you go to college? I went to Emory University in Atlanta. Okay. And so they were like legit. And so I took a speed reading course, and it actually helped a lot. Now, I do tell people – you can tell I love a book if I go back and read it again and don't speed read it because when you speed read, you don't read a lot of context. You just push through dialogue. Which um, my, I mean, I'm sure I could take a class on this. I don't understand how your brain knows what to s- skip over and what to actually read. It's really just quotation marks are your guide. They're your tent poles. Like so they're you read your what's in, in quotation or you skip in, that? In, when there are long stretches of dialogue. Now, if it's really just descriptive, like it's three paragraphs, I'm going to read the three paragraphs of descriptive. Okay. okay. But I am going to – You're. what happens is you just start to skim bigger words and you almost ignore articles and prepositions and all that. You your, your brain just skips them. Do you do this so with you, nonfiction as well? I do. I okay. do. So sometimes I don't get all the points that uh, Andy Stanley is trying to make. Right. And – 
the book. I'm sorry, or Jenny Allen. Like, I'm like, am I restless? Uh I skipped chapter three. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, but I am reading right now, which I don't often read young adult fiction. Um, And this is really like a Narnia-esque, but I'm reading this amazing series called The Last Beholder. And it is, there are two books in the series right now. It's about this 13-year-old girl named Wallace and her stepbrother, Gus, who have these kind of unknown, I'm keeping this very spoiler-free, unknown magical powers and kind of this adventure they go on together. And it's very Narnia, if you like that kind of thing. But it's not just for kids. I have just sucked these books up. They're so well-written. They're by uh, Megan Beam and Aaron Hicks. And they're just fantastic books, The Last Beholder. They're really, like really Like my 12-year-old, it would be like on his It would level. be a dream. It would be a dream. Yes. Okay. No, he would I love, love it. that. And isn't it C.S. Lewis that says a book that is just for ki- a book a kid's book that also affects adults is like a, an amazing book something it, someone I'm says sure, that. I'm sure that is verbatim what he Be- said because Narnia hello um okay that sounds great yeah so it's it's so good so I recommend it to you I, I I've already bought it for several friends because I just I, I would I would be ha- halfway through a chapter and I would just stop and go on Amazon and be like they're gonna love this so much it's so good. Uh, are, you, are you like that like when you find a book that you love you just said you're sending it to friends do you do that I do. Go on Amazon, send it to them. I'll do the ebook because listen, I'm on a budget. (laughs) That's right. I'm I'm in the wilderness, y'all. But I'll do the ebook or if I like just especially if if I ever see a book that I love that's on sale, like it's like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah. I'll then immediately send it. I mean I joked about Restless by Jenny Allen, but it is one of my favorite books about finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. It's a great book if you're thinking about purpose and yeah how it all comes together. And so I did, I sent it to like 10 people and they were so sad. They're like, are you trying to get me to quit my job? I'm like, I'm going to get everybody to quit their job. Like once you quit your job, you want everybody to quit their job. I want to be that friend. I have done that one time, like a book that I loved. Um, Mm -hmm. Bitter. Did you ever read Bittersweet by Shauna Nequist? Yes. So good. I love all anything she writes. She writes beautifully. She's beautiful. I sent that to a friend one time and, um, but I want to be a better friend. I want to find a book I love and send it to people. That's a fun thing to do. It is, especially if you can think about somebody who, now I have done it to friends where they write back and they're like, I don't read. Thank you, but no thank you. Right. And I'm like, well, God told me to, just pull out God. Like, <laughs> you just, if you say God told you to do it, sometimes it they'll Trump, it. yeah, it trumps it yeah, all. Yeah, he trumps all, yeah. all things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm reading um, Glory Over Everything. And every oh. time I say it out loud, I think, is this the right book that I'm reading? Did is you it, ever read The Kitchen House? I haven't, but I recently that was recommended uh, to us on the podcast, we did an interview with Jessica Turner. Who's She's the one that told me about this book. Okay, So that's perfect. all coming together. She loved it. I mean, she gushed about it. So I like saw it? that she had this copy of this new book, and I knew that I loved the first one. And she said she got an advanced copy somehow. And so I, of course, was like, well, tell me how you got it. And so she gave me the author's email address, weird enough. And I just emailed and said, hey, I loved your first book. I'd love to read your second one. Next thing I know is in my in my mailbox. Holy moly! Why am I not do, Why am I not emailing Stephen King? I mean, like email dude, authors. Right? I like you. Give me what your new you stuff. Me? But I'm loving this book because I love I love her stories and stuff. So glory over everything. Really good fiction, romance, Fic- history. Fiction. Um, let's see. I'm gonna look up real quick. Relational. Glory over everything beyond the kitchen house, which was her first book, uh, Kathleen Grissom. And it is like, it kind of continues the story of one of these people that was in, um, the first book. And so it'll takes, be helpful to read them in order right now. I don't feel like you would have had to have read it. So, oh, okay. but you know, whatever, but it takes them through the underground railroad takes place in like 
eighteen something, eighteen thirty. Oh wow! Oh, I love historical novels. Yeah, I really do. So good, but, wonderful, wonderful. And she's a she's a good. Do you have? Are you a person that's like I? The best book I ever read is this. Well, I feel like books are so apple and orangey at times. Um, I like authors a lot, but I, when somebody asked me once, "What are the three best books?" I'm like, I don't know. Like, you're not gonna you're gonna judge me. I don't know. It's a, but I will say probably the best book I've read in the last ten years, truly. Is eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King. Wait, isn't that the show I'm now watching on and TV? And it's the show. Now I will say the show might disappoint. It's a nine hundred page book, so don't be misled. It's a big book, but it, the, the they're doing the best job they can, and I actually like the show. I'm but behind the book, a little bit. I mean, we even texted some friends texted about the dance scene that was in the show, and we were so happy because it was so well done, and in the book it's so pivotal. And uh-huh. but. Stephen King gets a bad rap. Sometimes people forget that he's just, he's probably one of the best modern writers of our time. He's just, he, he tells stories in a way that's just riveting. And a lot of times people think it's all horror, but like the Dark Tower is, it's a wonderful series. It's coming at Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba, my beloved, oh, is going to be in it. So uh, that's probably the best. So if people said, what's the best book you've read? That would be what I would say. That and Persuasion by Jane Austen. I've never read a Stephen King book, and I don't think I've ever read a Jane Austen book either. Isn't that awful? No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't let anyone tell you it's awful. Um, But they are great, great writers. Yeah, yeah. But they also make good movies. So I always say, if you're not going to read it, it's fine. Watch the movies. You'll like like The Shining. It's really good. Oh, yeah. I love The Shining. Um, Jamie, thanks for joining me on The Happy Hour. This has been the best hour I've spent. In at least a week, I got a massage the week before. So yeah, I was going to say, look, you can't compete with that. That was pretty good. <clears throat> and next time, I mean, just wait till you go to your mailbox and you open up that koozie. I'm going to – that koozie is going to be with me in the grocery store. I love it. With my earbuds in and I that look it. of like, don't talk to me while I'm popping. I'm busy. <laughs> I am busy with my koozie there you and go. my podcast in my ear. Love it. I love oh, my it. gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Loved it. And I'm going to put all the links we talked about in – and if we can fit it in, I can't guarantee what next week looks like because, you know, it's spring break over here. But I'd love yeah. to chat for five minutes about The Bachelor. I would Listen, I would love to do – Well, just tell me who you're rooting for. Uh, Lauren B. Okay. I, and listen, just quickly, my feelings are – I mean, I, the rumor is, and it'll be announced after the final rose, is that Kayla is the next Bachelor. Kayla, Red? the third one? The third one. She's and so I'm very, nice. Oh, she's too nice. She's That's too young. I worry about her. She's, she's so nice. nice. I need a little – I would like – Lauren B or Jojo, whoever he doesn't pick. Of course, it sounds like they're going to be in a Utah like, like multiple wives, sister wives wedding, which is up your alley, by the way. You'll love it. My alley, yeah. I would love it if that happened. Well, he said on the thing, he said he's very happy and he'd marry her tomorrow, whoever it is, or both of them. Well, good luck to the one that doesn't. I'm so excited. I I can't even describe to you how excited I am to see the woman he doesn't pick. Do you read spoilers? Like, I have some friends that already know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I like the moment because we do a big party. You do? We, we do rose cake pops. We do food. We do wine. I need Manicuzzi. to see this. Yeah. Yeah. We have a good time and we we talk a lot of trash. It's a good time. It's three hours long on Monday. It's a – I have a friend – no kidding. Fred, third grade teacher, she is taking off work the next day. Stop it. Because we were like, we're going to party hard watching this show. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't be up at 4 a.m. with my baby and my children. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, so hopefully we can recap on Tuesday for five minutes what we love. That'd be fine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, thanks for coming. Thanks, Jamie. 
Guys, wasn't that a great chat with Jamie? She seriously cracks me up. I have so much fun with her. And it's just fun to know that I'm in the same industry, this podcast world, with such great people. I loved hearing about her huge leap of faith in quitting her job. I am a gigantic fan of people following the promptings from God, even when they seem downright crazy, like hers did. I loved hearing that story from her. I know I talked about that we might come back and chat about The Bachelor, and I haven't actually watched The Bachelor finale yet. It was just on last night when I'm recording this. I just haven't had time. It's spring break, so I'm hanging out with my kids a lot, sleeping in, trying to work on my book proposal. Oh my gosh, I'm writing a book proposal. That's a whole nother story. And so I'm probably going to watch it this weekend. But I did see that Ben picked Lauren, and I'm super happy for them. Guys, remember, everything we chatted about is going to be up on my website, jamieivy.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter. I'm at jamie underscore ivy. Instagram and Facebook, you can just look up jamie ivy and share with me something you love from this episode. Also, Jamie Gold, Jamie B. Golden, the guest on the show today, we talked about her cake pops. And she's giving away a dozen cake pops to one of you guys. So watch my Instagram tomorrow because I'm going to put it up tomorrow and see how you can win some cake pops. How fun would that be to send as a gift or to send as yourself? Today's show is edited by Knox McCoy, and the music is from Jason Poe. You guys are so amazing at emailing me and putting info on Instagram about who you want on the show that I create a place for you to nominate people. It could be your best friend. It could be a lady in your city that you love, a stranger, or guys, you can even nominate yourself. No shame in that. Go to jamieivy.com slash guest ideas, and that's where I would love to hear who you'd like to hear on the show. Next week's guest is my friend Kat Armstrong, who I know you're going to love. We met about a year ago, and every single time, I'm not lying, every single time our paths cross, I think to myself, I want to know that girl more. And so I know that you're going to love our conversation. Kat has started two companies, Baby Bowtie and Polish Ministries. And I wanted to tell you this, you could know how much you're going to want to hear from her. She says, I often wear the same thing Monday through Friday, even if I have to see the same people. Most of the time I pull dirty, visibly dirty clothes off the floor to find something that doesn't stink too badly to wear. She says this, I almost never cook, but when I do, I make it count with good wine and new recipes we picked up from our cooking classes at Central Market. I only clean when someone's coming over and I don't own, and I don't own anything to dust the house. I like it that way. I love her. See, you're going to love her. We're all going to love her. And guys, I want to tell you about some other upcoming um, people that I have on the show. Larissa Murphy is coming on. Deidre Riggs, Elise Fitzpatrick, Shay Scholl, and Shelly Giglio are all going to be making appearances in the next couple of weeks. Plus... Any others that I haven't mentioned that might be surprises coming in. Um, Love the show, guys. Thanks for listening. You guys are amazing. Enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.